Welcome to Truth Time, where you'll get a shot of the truth with no chaser. And now your Truth Time host, Trey Searcy. All right, today we'll be talking about, is there more than one gospel in the Bible? Is there more than one gospel in the Bible? Well, I do not believe there's more than one gospel. But there is more than one gospel found in your Bible. More than one in your Bible, but only one for today. The one found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The gospel, the good news. The gospel for us is that Christ died for our sins. There's no more sacrifice to be made. No asking anything, no begging to be saved, no hoping and enduring unto the end to find out, no prayer to pray, no aisle to walk, no crying a scalding hot bucket of tears, no holding on, no letting go, no water baptism, no baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and, and just fill in the blank. Religion has made a long list, and it's and, and they're probably not through. They'll, they'll think of something else, I'm sure. A long list of things they claim must be done for salvation. It's just according to what denominational preacher you ask. They each have their own method. We even have a denomination called Methodists. Methods. They have a formula, methods to be saved. But for today, there's only one thing to do, and that is resting your faith in Christ and His finished work by believing the gospel of your salvation. And hey, if there's a gospel of your salvation, then there's a gospel not of your salvation. Christ died for your every sin, was buried, and has risen. Your salvation, your eternal life, is found in what He did, and not in what you have done or are doing. So let's start out today by comparing Galatians chapter 1 with Revelation 14. Galatians chapter 1, and uh, let's look there, and then we'll compare that with Revelation and chapter 14. Galatians 1. Revelation 14. There's only one gospel in the Bible, so they say. But is it true? Is that in accordance with Scripture? Let's find out. Starting here with Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. The Apostle Paul writes, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Now, let's compare Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1, let's, let's compare that with Revelation chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14, starting with, starting at verse 6. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, and kindred, and tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to Him. For the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven and earth, and the sea, and the fountains of water. Now think about what we just read. Paul said, even if a, an, an angel preach any other gospel, let him be accursed. 
So do you think this angel here in Revelation chapter 14 is that angel preaching a gospel? That is a gospel still yet to be preached. It's going to be preached in the future. It's God's word, but it's the word of truth for a different time. The church, the body of Christ, will be in that catching away. We'll be gone when this takes place. And this gospel here, this everlasting gospel, you'll find in Revelation chapter 14, will be preached at that time. There's not a problem with it. The Bible is not contradicting itself. It's simply got an angel here preaching another gospel. Paul just said, if an angel from heaven preach any other gospel than than what you're hearing us preach, let him be accursed. So Paul is obviously talking about during this dispensation. That angel would be out of order to preach this everlasting gospel now during this time you and I are in. But it'll be perfect order at the time when he will preach it. Now, this is what's called rightly dividing the word of truth. This is what Truth Time Radio has been coming at you, putting the pedal to the metal, trying to deliver this good news so you too can walk in this liberty, in this freedom, and have a much better understanding of what God is trying to tell you in the present, here today, so that you can be better equipped for this present dispensation in which we live. It's clear, it's quite evident as to what some have done. Or should I say, haven't, what they haven't done. They failed to compare Scripture with Scripture. They just go to this one verse here and and try to prove their point. Paul, in his 13 letters, three times uses the term, my gospel. My gospel. Now, with that in mind, think about what we just read. Paul, when speaking of his my gospel, said, which is not another. Which is not another. You see, he's not saying there was never another gospel. No, he's simply saying now, at this present time, there is not which is not another, other than mine. You see, the mere fact that he calls it his gospel three different times should be a clear-cut proof that there was another gospel prior to his. No other apostle ever used the term, my gospel. Why not? Because they preached the same one. They preached the gospel of the kingdom. Paul preached the gospel of Christ. Look at the verse again, and notice Paul didn't say there never was another gospel, nor did he say there never will be another gospel. No, follow closely, don't add or take away. He said, look at it, he said, which is not another. That's presently speaking. Presently, there is not another gospel. There wasn't then, and there is still not another gospel today, as I speak to you, because we're still in the dispensation of the grace of God, the one that started with the Apostle Paul. The dispensation had changed, and with that came a change of instructions. And today, we're still living according to that same dispensational gospel news that Paul received. And no one today can be saved by any other gospel than Paul's gospel. Matthew 19 Keeping the commandments, selling what you have and giving to the poor, won't save you. 
Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Repent and be baptized. Won't get your sins placed in remission. You can go outside and build an ark if you want to, but that was Noah's good news. His gospel for his salvation, not yours. The word gospel means good news, and with only a cursory reading of Scripture, you'll find that there are different sets of good news instructions given to different people throughout different times in the Bible. God never changed. He's immutable. But His instructions to mankind has changed. You'll find that all throughout the Bible. His instructions concerning food, concerning different diets, changed. His instructions on clothing, they changed. There was a time when you couldn't mix two fabrics together. We're not under that today. Oh, but God never changes. He's the same today, yesterday, and for Yes, He is, but His instructions have indeed changed. And if you don't know that, you most likely don't study the Scriptures. But clothing, diets, instructions on blessings, prayer instructions, these and more have changed because, yes, indeed, God has changed His instructions to mankind at various times throughout His Word. Under the law, you, you know that is Israel was commanded to tithe from their land and livestock. We're not. Faith has always saved. That's never changed. But faith in what? That has changed. It's always been faith in what God says, but He's often changed what He said. Now, in the end, in the grand scheme of things, no one has ever or ever will be. They'll never find salvation apart from the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. Not going to happen. But not everyone in Scripture was told about that. That wasn't explained to them in their lifetime. They were never told to put their faith in that for salvation. But their faithfulness in whatever God instructed them to believe and to do, that was credited to their account until they could one day hear what Christ had later came to earth and done, what he had accomplished. You see, while everyone ever saved was saved by faith, not everyone ever saved placed their faith in Christ and his cross work and resurrection. They were never even told about it. When their gospel was presented to them, the finished work of Christ hadn't even began. So regardless of popular belief, there is more than one gospel found in Scripture. The word gospel means what? Good news. Hey, what was Noah's good news? For those of you, for those who, who, who make the false claim that there's only one gospel in the Bible, well, I ask you, what was Noah's gospel? Simple question, show me with Scripture, where Noah was told that he needed to rest his faith in the finished work of Christ for salvation, that he died for the sins of Noah and his family, that he was buried and arose to give them eternal life. Where is it? It's either here or it isn't. You see, it's time you stop making a claim you can't back up with Scripture, because it's not here. You've been lied to. If anyone's told you that there's only one gospel found in your Bible, they lied to you. Intentional or unintentional, they lied. What's the gospel of Matthew 19? Is it faith alone in the finished work of Christ? Is it Ephesians 2, 8, and 9? Everybody likes to quote it, but then they turn around and doublespeak, and, a, and another gospel comes out of their mouth, mixing dispensational news. Ephesians 2.8, salvation by grace through faith, a free gift without works. Everybody wants to quote it, 
Well, is, is that what you find in Genesis? Is that what Noah was told? Is that what we find here in the red letters of Jesus in Matthew chapter 19? Is it a free gift, not of yourselves, without works? Is it trust in the finished cross work of Christ? I'm going to go there and die for all your sins. I'll be buried, but I'll rise again to give you eternal life in me. No. The man came to Jesus and asked, What good thing can I do to have eternal life? Jesus said, Keep the commandments. Sell all your possessions and give to the poor. Nothing about him dying for sins and resurrecting. You can't find it because it's not there. You have to insert it. You have to go grab what was later revealed to Paul on the other side of the cross and attempt to cram it back into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay, let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Go there and um, don't take my word. Go there. Test me. Let's test this. Ephesians chapter 1. Look at verse 13. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Here you'll find the words, After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. See that? Look at it. What is the word of truth? It's defined right there in Scripture, not by men, but by God. What is the word of truth? The gospel of your salvation. That's what it says. After that ye heard the word of truth, comma, the gospel of your salvation. That's what the word of truth is, the gospel of your salvation. Now, turn quickly to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're comparing Scripture with Scripture. This is how we get the truth. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. And stay focused. Watch this. Look down at the last part of the verse where it says, rightly dividing the word of truth. See that? Now, Keep in mind, we just read, Ephesians 1.13, we just read that the word of truth is the gospel of your salvation. And here it says, we're to rightly divide the word of truth. So what does that mean? It means to rightly divide the gospel of your salvation. What is the word of truth? Ephesians 1.13, the gospel of your salvation. 2 Timothy 2.15 says to rightly divide the word of truth. That would be to rightly divide the gospel of your salvation. Question. Why would we be told, right here in God's Word, to rightly divide the gospel of our salvation if there's only one? Now, you can go ahead and keep listening to those who will tell you there's only one gospel in the Bible if you want to. Hey, free choice. That's, That's up to you. But it's right here. It's been here all along. We're told to rightly divide the gospel of our salvation. Why would we be told that if there's only one? Wouldn't be nothing to divide. That would make no sense. If there's only one gospel found in the scriptures, there's nothing to divide. Hey, a child can get this. If I laid down a marble on the floor and told a child to rightly divide the marbles, they'd look at me as if I'm crazy. You need two or more in order to divide. But if I'd laid down two marbles, one red, one green, and told the child to divide them, they'd have no problem. No problem whatsoever. Well, when Paul tells us to rightly divide the gospel of our salvation, he's telling us to divide it from the previous gospel. The instructions that were previously given for salvation. 
the gospel that came before his my gospel. Paul uses the words my gospel three different times in his writings. Think about that. Once in Romans 2.16, again in Romans 16.25, and one more, once more in 2 Timothy 2.8, just in case we missed it the other two times. A repetitive teaching here, a repetitive truth that religion taught us to gloss over. Think about that. Do a Bible search, type in the words, my gospel, and it'll come up three different times in Scripture. And in all three times, it is the Apostle Paul that called it that. My gospel, he said. Amazing. The Holy Spirit did not direct anyone else in the entire Word of God to make such a claim, to claim they had a gospel that was exclusive to them. And listen, be glad be glad that it is Paul's gospel that you're going to be judged by and not the gospel found in Matthew 19. Keep the commandments and sell everything you own and give to the poor? Not a one of us. No one would make it. None of us. We're commandment breakers, and we own stuff. We haven't sold it all and given to the poor. You've got possessions. I've got possessions. We wouldn't qualify, period. But thankfully, we're saved by Paul's gospel. Galatians 1, Paul says that what he was taught was taught to him by no man. No, he was taught by the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So when he calls it my gospel, that's not arrogant. Oh, no, because he gives full credit to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It was he who came back to Paul and gave him this gospel. And that's where our stability is found. Romans 16.25, Now to him that is power to establish you according to, watch, here it is, according to, now this is Paul, according to my gospel. And then Paul says, The preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. Was Paul's gospel known since the world began, or was it kept secret? Just ask Adam and Eve. Ask Noah. Hey, Adam, tell me, what does Paul mean when he said the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery? Adam would say, the revelation of what? Well, first he'd say, who's Paul? (laughs) Unsearchable. What Paul is giving us is unsearchable, just as he wrote in Ephesians 3.8, I don't have time to go there, but go there and read it sometimes. Read the entire chapter of Ephesians chapter 3. But Paul says that what he's given us is unsearchable. This information, this data is unsearchable riches. Neither Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, hey, 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 they they can't search the unsearchable. Do you know how hard that would be? An impossible task. Romans 5, 6, Paul says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time... In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. The due time wasn't in the book of Genesis. The due time wasn't in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. You won't find it in the, in the book of Joshua. None of Israel's judges could have told us about it. It didn't happen during the reign of Israel's kings. Ruth didn't know about it. Nehemiah and Ezra didn't know about it. It, it, it was never chronicled in either First or Second Chronicles. You won't find it. And it was still being concealed in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus never fully revealed it, not there or anywhere in the first few chapters of the book of Acts. 
It was kept secret and hid in God, not revealed until he returned to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. And it was kept secret for a good reason. We're told of that reason in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If our denominational churches could, could catch hold of this, perhaps they'd begin to rightly divide the word of truth, begin to see the distinctive ministry the Lord gave to the Apostle Paul for the church of the body of Christ. Let's go there real quick. We're running out of time, but go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Very good reason this, this secret was concealed. Go to 1 Corinthians and uh, chapter 2. Look here at verse... At verse 2, Paul wrote, For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And look at verse 7. He says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none, Now watch this. Which none of the princes of this world knew. You see, it was kept secret. Keep reading. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Even though Satan, drunk on his pride, thought that no secret could be kept from him, God demonstrated his matchless power and, and kept the most important secret concerning you and I, the full measure of what was actually achieved on our behalf, the fullness of the cross. The Second Corinthians 5.19, sins of the entire world cease to be imputed. And now, without having to use Israel as a conduit for our salvation, John chapter 4, verse 22, check that out sometime, we could believe on the finished cross work and resurrection of Christ and, and be saved by that alone. Praise God. News that if Satan would have known, just as Paul said, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And we would still be aliens. We would still be without hope. So is there more than one gospel? No. But can you find more than one gospel in your Bible? Yes. More than one in the Bible, but only one that can save today. Paul called it the gospel of Christ. Not the gospel Christ preached. No. Christ didn't preach it while he was alive. He didn't preach it before he completed it. And he did that on Calvary's cross. That took a death. No, it was a due time message that was only later revealed to and through Paul. Again, if Christ would have taught it before it happened, the princes of this world would not have crucified him. And that's the gospel. That's our good news. So there would have been no good news for us. A key term we should never overlook is due time. Due time. Religion looks past it, but you shouldn't. Romans 5, 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. 1 Corinthians 15, 8, Paul wrote, And last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. Born out of due time to do what, Paul? Titus 1, 3. But hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me, according to the commandment of God our Savior. 1 Timothy 2, 6, Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. The due time was after the cross work was finished, and the Lord returned to give our apostle, the apostle Paul, this good news gospel. Notice that Paul says a ransom for all, <laughs> something you won't find prior to Paul. No, prior to Paul, we read Matthew twenty twenty eight. Look at it. 
Don't dare miss it. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Did you catch it? Many, not all. Here's where the Calvinists get hung up. They stop here, not realizing that God later revealed something else to Paul, a secret, and that was that he gave his life a ransom for all, not many. Calvinists don't understand the unique distinction of the Apostle Paul's ministry and how that Christ had to keep that hid during his earthly ministry so that it could take place. And then he revealed that secret because, remember, if they had have known, they wouldn't have what? Crucified the Lord of glory. There goes our gospel. 1 Timothy 2.7, Whereunto I am ordained, this is Paul, I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ, and lie not a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. Calvinists missed this, not understanding that the Apostle Paul wrote down our instructions. Paul's our teacher, a teacher of the Gentiles, those outside the covenants and promises made to Israel. Christ gave Paul our gospel, and rightly dividing the word of truth as the only answer, it stops confusion dead in its tracks. Okay. That'll do it. I've got more, but I don't have more time. How many educations do you get? You only get two. Only two. The one you're given and the one you give yourself. Visited Chattanooga in January. Discovered you while scanning for Political Talk Radio. Came back and have been listening ever since. What a pleasant surprise to hear the Bible taught in a way that helped me to understand it. I feel that a major problem with the world today is that most do not know what Jesus actually accomplished for them on the cross. I heard your program called Forgiven, but didn't know it, and it shook me to my core. This good news has set me free to now live a healthy, viable life in Christ. I'm now free to serve Him and witness to others something I never did prior. Learning that all my sins were forgiven before I did anything was a message I wish I heard when I was much younger. And it is what the world needs to hear today. Truth minus the religion. Greg, Naples, Florida. This has been Truth Time with Trey Searcy. Visit our website at truthtimeradio.com. Until next time, remember, when a man who is honestly mistaken hears the truth, he will either quit being mistaken or cease to be honest.